Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. Well, do we have Max? Yep. You yes, I am here. All right. I am here. I trying to afraid. close the door. My doggy, uh, <laughs> doggy was acting a fool because the, the exterminator came. So. Oh, okay. You don't have any rattlesnakes yeah. out in the driveway, do you? No, it's just, you know, scorpion prevention. You know, oh. got to do the deal. Okay. All right. I got don't, that. Don't want, don't want any critters uh, showing up unannounced. <laughs> unannounced I, critters I, I, are always unwelcome. Exactly. I, I sent no invitation, so don't show up to my house. <laughs> but but anywho <laughs> outside of that little uh little uh moment of uh discord yes. um we are we're we're good hey wolf yes we're halfway through the season and i feel like you know everybody's kind of put out their mid-season awards list and everybody's got thoughts and so i was like you know what I got these two pennies I want to rub together, so I want to put my two cents in as All well. All right, let's get some two cents going. You know, and um, also I want to get your thoughts. I don't know did, uh, if you have a list or you have some thoughts when we go through these, but uh, let's just just go through the exercise, shall okay, we? Okay, let's do it, shall we? All righty. So the first one up, I think, don't want to be a teaser. There we go. There we go. Uh, rookie offensive player of the year. And Who's I, typing? oh, that, that, that is, that, that is me typing. That's me typing. <laughs> That's you typing. That's savvy mm-hmm. journalist, Max Stock, say. <laughs> see? Yeah, okay. see, uh, on my reporter. Corona typewriter. And yes. it's a, and it's a Corona typewriter in the 21st century. There's still a manual typewriter somewhere. You know, we had to hit the little thing and slide it across. Yep, there it is right there. There we go. Went right back across. What timing. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, rookie offensive player of the year. Now, obviously, this is normally held by a quarterback position. Um, Kenny Pickett would have been in this conversation um, a lot sooner. And who knows? He could probably make up some ground. But I think the biggest thing is that 
it's the production at this point. So we're going from right now versus end of the year because things can always change. But I look at there's there's a field of three wolf um, that's really being talked about, and I think that have that have kind of given us uh, the direction. One of those guys, we're actually the one that I think might get it, will be the guy we might see that is we're going to see this Sunday, Chris Olave. Um, he's been really the only consistent guy in the wide receiving core that's been healthy. A and B, he's with three different quarterbacks, he's gotten the football regardless. So I pick Chris Olave um, on this one. I think he's he's a fantastic receiver. I mean, you could argue for his OSU classmate, also draft draft year mate, and Garrett Wilson. But of the receivers, I think Olave is probably doing the most solid job so far. Well, he's you know what? He is uh, pretty remarkable. You look at it, he's got 43 grabs for 618 yards, over 14 yards a catch, two TDs. Uh, that's a guy that's, um, uh, you know, in my mind, I'm like going, hmm, hmm, or as Myron would say, hmm, ha, right? I mean, yeah. you know, think yeah. about this guy, obviously. It's, uh, you know, a guy of consideration. You go with that, but I don't know. Um what, who else? You got it. Somebody else? Anybody oh, else? Oh yeah. I mean, because I, I know you got a list. So yeah, because I mean, yes, you got I do have you a got list. Sauce Gardner, that cornerback from the Jets. That guy well, was... and that's that'll be defensive rookie of the year. Okay. Oh, I didn't know if we were going to go. Yeah. Just rookie so of the got... year or offense defense. So so the NFL splits it offense and defense. Okay, now, I so. got you. Yeah. So I figured we might as well go with the same the same awards format as the NFL honors. That kicks off, of course, right before the Super Bowl, which will be right out here in Arizona, actually. Um, but uh, the next offensive one is a guy by the name of Kenneth Walker. Or oh, Kenneth Walker III. <laughs> it depends on if you put your monocle in or not. Um, Kenneth Walker III. I mean, you look at Seattle, right? Yep. I think he's a large reason for their success as well, along with Geno Smith. They're 6-3. and three. The kid has rushed for over 500 yards. He's averaging 5-1 a carry, uh, seven tutties um, in the process, and 11, 111 carries. So, you know, Kenneth Walker's one I think that people have as a favorite right now. Um, and he, he he's, a, he's a solid, solid kid. Number You know, you see why he's the top running back taken off the board. Right, right. Uh, there's another yeah. guy that I, I kind of find interesting, guy closer to our hearts. Tyler Linderbaum, the center from the Baltimore Ravens, nine Ooh, starts, yeah. 93.7 pass protection or pass block win rate is what he's credited with, I guess, by PFF or whatever. But interestingly enough that they actually put a center up there. And, of course, you, yeah. if you watch him play, the guy is, is he's, he's kind of much like, you know, like Kansas City's Creed Humphrey, you know, real, really strong, solid dude. Um, interesting. That's a guy that I, I just, I feel an affinity for our, our fellow, you know, hogs, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, well, I mean, you got, yeah. you got to bring them to light. Listen, uh, that, that's all, that's all, that's all you can ask for, you know? And I appreciate you putting him in the conversation, you, got you to. know, you got I, to. I mean, I, I love that. Yeah. Big boys need love too. That's right. And so, and so when, you're right. So when I think of it, you know, I, I'm going to also say that, you know, it's great when you see someone like Tyler Lindebaum, even in the conversation, because Lyman never win this award, no. by the way. No. Because we just don't have the tangible stats. I mean, the fact that you found a rating and a percentage somewhere to tangibly make a positive argument for an offensive lineman is tremendous in and of itself. And that is investigative journalism right there, Wolf. Well, that's what we that's do here, really right? Available. 
Uh, exactly. You heard the Corona typewriter. There it is. We are typing and whittling away to give you all the facts. And that's, that's right. a fact, Jack. That's a fact, um, Jack. <laughs> yeah. All right. Another that's guy on fact, this list. Yeah. Jack. Yeah. Yeah. God, Wes, Wesley it. must Wes have too Stewart. much time on his hands. <laughs> this is, he, he, you know, he, he's tremendous. My entire life, you know, my my parents, my family, my wife now, who's been married to me for over six years, you know, they always told me I need to find an outlet for my ADD, and I think it's just producing <laughs> you guys and all these different buttons and typewriter and and stripes and yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's absolutely. that's dynamite. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. But, yeah, another guy, Damian Pierce, down okay. in Houston, Texas, um, for the Texans. I actually stated the city and state. Um, the Houston Texans, um, Damian Pierce has been another one that has been a bright spot in an otherwise uh, not-so-great year for the uh, Houston Texans as they go through a further transformation with uh, Lovey Smith there, or as I like to call him, Black Santa Claus. Um <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, just to give you a little insight into Damian Pierce, by the way, go Gators. Um, there you go. He is a former, he is a former Florida Gator, but he, he has 678 passing, uh, rushing yards on a 148 rushing attempts, 4.6 yards a carry, three touchdowns. And, you know, he's a guy that's just been really, really good for them. He's been their bright spot. And, uh, I can't say enough about the young man and, and, you know, he's, uh, just a hard worker, but he's been a bright spot as a rookie, giving that Houston Texas team some offense. Five total touchdowns as well. He got twenty. He's got twenty receptions as well on the season. So that's that's our that's my top four in the rookie offensive player of the year category. Um, I will say this: my personal favorite was, of course, the Chris Olave um, player. Of course, I want him to do well. Sixteen out of seventeen games this year because I don't want him to do well on Sunday. Um, that's the only time I will not root for that young man will be when he steps in Acrisure Stadium and our defense plasters him. Uh, but want to move on to rookie rookie of the year? This rookie is, defensive player of the here's year? Here's the point. I think, you, you know, Damian Pierce, you know, is you, – you got to give him a lot of credit. I mean, because it's not a great team that he's on. You know, um, this guy's already got a 75-yard touchdown run. You know, I mean, he's, he's sixth in the league in rushing. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, I mean, the, the young guys that have had the opportunity to do it, it's been, it's been pretty, it's been pretty fantastic um, to, to watch him work because I've caught a couple of Texans games and uh, him being a Gator, of course, I watched him all last year. I was rooting for the kid in that offensive line and uh, he, he's just, I mean, he's made it happen. He's made it happen for his, right. a, as good as he could make it for his squad, he's, he's done the job and I think that's all you can ask for. Um, hard, hardworking kid, you know, and, and yeah, I'm just happy for his success. I mean, that, that's more of a personal thing and I'm not going to get any other than that, but I mean, good kid. Glad to see it working out for him. I'm glad he's in this conversation. Well, you deserved. know, I will throw, I've just got, I'm going to stick with Tyler Linderbaum though. I, you know what? Okay. He's center for the Ravens. Okay. Yeah. yeah I hate to, you know, give him any sort of acknowledgement there, but like I said, he's winning 94% of his pass blocks. They credit him with, uh, what, winning 76% of his run blocks. But he's played all but two snaps this season. So, hey, you know what? Fat guys need love, too. I think I think yeah. Linderbaum, he's on, he's on his way. 
Listen, I, I, as long as the twenty four percent comes up on when we play him, and yeah. the and the set <laughs> and the seven percent or six point three percent that he doesn't have success, as long as that's a lot higher when he plays us, there I'm all go. for it, Wolf. I'm there all for go. it because I just I I can't. Yeah, I can't do it for a Raven. I can't yeah, do it. It's, it's I mean, you really can't because yeah. technically they weren't in existence. They weren't in place, existence so, at that time. So, yeah. yeah. So, it's, it's not as deep-rooted. I mean, listen, yeah. I've injured my knee many a times playing the Ravens. So there you go. I, I have a different feeling about it. All right. Defensive Rookie of the Year. Wolf, you started it out, and you threw in the hat for a very good one. And I want you to continue to expound upon that. Who is your Defensive Rookie of the Year pick? Wait, which one did I throw the hat in? <laughs> oh geez, it was Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner, yes. <laughs> you jumped in. You were you were well, ready for it too until well, I had to tell I was, you the but then I then I, re- I was rethinking it too, and I was also thinking about Aiden Hutchinson from the Detroit mm. Lions. Boy, oh boy, because you know I like the guys in the trenches, the guys in the back end. They're always doing stuff that gets them all the chicks, all the money, all the glory, that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah, no, and I, it's the guys in the that. trenches that that don't that don't get it. And you got Sauce Gardner. 44 tackles, two INTs, 13 passes defended. I mean, this guy, we saw him in, you know, when the Steelers played the Jets, the guy made some plays. And, uh, he, you know, he maybe he, he was off to a little slow start earlier, but he has certainly looked more and more like this guy that everybody was talking about as being, you know, pretty, pretty darn good and, and pretty impressive cornerback for the Jets. So I, I, I will stick with Sauce Gardner, but I also like Aiden Hutchinson too. I think that guy is uh, yeah. another interesting guy that uh, could well be on his way to a big-time career. Yeah, no, I, I think Aiden Hutchinson for, for D-lineman is doing the best he can given, you know, his circumstances and where he lives. Yeah, or, that's, or, sorry, that's sorry, not where he lives, but where, where he's That's playing. where he lives, where Detroit. He, that, is, oh, that is true. He yeah. does live in Detroit, so I guess I am right. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I think – it's one of those things where it's always a foregone conclusion for the guys with the high stats. Um, the one thing, and, and I picked Sauce Gardner as mm-hmm. my choice for, for defensive rookie of the year. The guy has only allowed 13 receptions on him. Wow. Think about that. That's, Outside of the 13 yeah. passes defensed, receivers have only caught 13 on him. So they're already scared to throw in his direction. Right. And the fact that he still has stats like that, like you said, the 44 tackles, that means he's going it. He's going and finding work. Yep. Because the guys that are, that are, that are, that are getting to him, he, he's, he's taking care of those guys. And he's eliminating a side of the field. He's, becoming, he's going in the shutdown quarter category. Right. This early in his career. Um, so he's definitely one of my top picks. I think another one. Another defensive back, uh, Tariq Woolen for the Seattle Seahawks. He leads the league in turnovers, uh, interceptions, and fumble recoveries. He has four and three. So he has seven total um, turnovers that that he's been responsible for. And, you know, this is a kid, you know, before I came to the Steelers, Wolf, and and obviously I still work for um, – in the college ranks – I, I got to see Tariq Willen at UTSA. Oh yeah, um, his entire career, and he was a former wide receiver turned defensive back. Um, his last two years, oh. so he still has a very high ceiling as far as nuance and everything. And also, the kid's six foot four. I mean, he is a right. humongous human being, very talented, very skilled. And he was a guy when I watched him at UTSA and called a couple games. You know, he 
he was a guy you knew there was an X factor ability about him, right? Mm -hmm. He was just an athlete on the field. And so now you're seeing focalized attention towards one position and him really taking off with that. And you also see the byproduct of his hard work is yielding victories as well for the Seattle Seahawks and making that defense a challenge for opposing offenses and they're having success. So Tariq Woolen is another one that is mentioned in there with the uh, with the rookie of the year ranks. Well, then I would have to go also go with Aiden Hutchinson again. Twenty tackles, four and a half sacks, one interception, which by the way was a Rogers ball. He intercepted off Aaron Rodgers. I'd keep that one there, Aiden. And then of course See, that, that, that was going to be worth a lot, like Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, these are IOUs. You know, they're just as good. Lamborghini. I keep that one. That's a good one. Yes. He's got he's got twenty two pressures too. You know, I mean, it's yeah. it, you know, there's something about him. He's making impact plays for his team. I thought a lot. I saw a little bit of him in college. He was at what Michigan? Yeah. Michigan. Yeah. Okay. So Michigan. I, I, yeah, Mi- Michigan. Yeah, he was up in Michigan. He made some real play, uh, serious plays up there. Uh, it looks like he's able to translate moving forward. And I got to stick with the the guys in the trenches. You know, a little bit oh, of love for you, the, li- the guys li- in the box. Listen, I appreciate you. You know, as your brother would say. Yes. Butt guts, you know. Yeah, he, yeah. He likes to call them butt guts. Yeah, so he's right. nothing wrong with that. And I think that that is that. You know, that's a good point. Well, I want to step aside. I want to finish off. Hopefully, next segment we'll just finish off with offensive MVP, defensive MVP, overall NFL MVP, and of course, head coach of the year as well. So when we We're come back, Jeff we'll Saturday up. in there. <laughs> oh gosh, L- listen, listen. There is is there worse moments in NFL history? Okay, yeah. No, that's not a category. But <laughs> yeah. when we come back. We will discuss that and more here in the locker room. Oh, you know what? I apologize, Wolf. We're not going to do that. No. You know what we're going to do before we go to break. What are we doing? We are going to have our yins chat. Oh, question there you of the, go. Question of the day. Let's go, that's baby. That's right. Come on. Yin's chat, Yin's chat is the Steelers' predictive and trivia game. Answer questions, make picks, and win prizes. Play on your own versus Steeler Nation. I'm sorry. Play on your own versus Steeler Nation in our new public group or create your very own private group to compete against family and friends. You can play Yin's chat exclusively in the Steelers' official mobile app. So the Steelers' Yin's chat trivia question is, Wolf. What's that? Will Kenny Pickett pass for over – or under 195.5 yards. Mm-hmm. Over. Okay, you going over? Over. 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 Kenny Pickett's okay. going to tear them Saints apart. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what a yinzer. Yeah, what a yinzer. Um, so, uh, I'm. you know what, Wolf? What, what, what are you going to go with? You know, it's we interesting. Know what Wes is gonna do. I know we got Wes. Wes is over. If we go over a buck ninety-five, it usually means that we're it, it, we're gonna be throwing the ball a lot because we're behind. That's what it, 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 you know. That reasoning there bothers me. But you know yeah. what? I'm gonna I'm gonna wipe the slate clean because I just think Kenny can do it over one ninety-five because he's that good. All right. Oh, we'll, we'll go there. I'm gonna it. go over. over. I'm going over. Okay. Over. All right. I'm going to, you know, I'm I, then I guess I'm just going to go ahead and be, you know, the monkey in the middle on this one. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under that because, like you said, I think they established a run game this week. I think we're going to see some mobility and some running out of the backfield. 
a la Najee and Jalen. And I think there's going to be some scramble opportunities for Kenny as well. I think the Steelers start to get things in motion. I think there will be some short fields as well because the defense is going to have turnovers, Wolf. Oh, I like this. So I don't think Kenny gets the opportunity to score that much yardage. That's my optimism side. But what do you think, Steelers Nation? This week's prize is a good one. It is an autographed football signed by the one, the only, 90 TJ Watt, as well as two tickets against Baltimore on the December 11th game. You like that? You like I that jumped one? in my seat. <laughs> well, so, so a funny story before we go to break here. Yes. Uh, the, the, the reasoning behind the 90 was um, <laughs> Travis Kershke. Yeah, the, I remember Travis. Who was, who was number 90 when I played. And Travis, that's what he would say when he'd come in the game. To, tre- to check in for field goal and extra point attempts when he was declaring himself eligible, he would yell that to the referee every time. So then when we're doing head checks during special teams periods, like, all right, we're going to run through run through the head count. All right, le- le- left tight end, left wing back, da 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 Then when he come to him, go, 90 here. <laughs> so that that's a little like nod Kersky. to my buddy, yes. Travis Kershke, on that one. All right. Remember, go to the Yens chat on the Steelers official mobile app. Put your pick in there for a chance to win an autographed T.J. Watt football. That's got value. You want to keep that one, too. That's one you want to keep. That's like an IOU. Uh, And get two tickets also to the Baltimore Ravens game at home on December 11th. You're in the locker room with Wolf and Starks and, of course, Wesley here on SNR and ESPN Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, we are back in the locker room. Wolf, I just uh, just came out of the steam room. And uh, <laughs> the steam trying room. to catch my breath here. Yeah, yeah, steam room. How'd in the locker room, out? of course. In the locker yeah, you room, know, of course. Yes. I mean, I, I feel lighter. I feel lighter. <laughs> Much lighter. Do you? Uh, you know the saunas? Do you prefer the dry or the wet saunas? I, I I'm a dry sauna guy. I love. I used to be a, a wet sauna, and now I'm a dry sauna guy. I don't. You know. Yeah, that dry yeah. sauna, it's healthier, I think, for you. Yeah, it's healthier for, and then also, you know, they have now those those infrared ones too. Right. So you don't even Ooh, yeah. need the hot coals. It's just you can turn a temperature degree. My one good buddy, um, you know, had one for a long time. And I, I, I would go to his house just to use his, his hot sauna when, back in the day when I was training out here. Mike Carney, fullback, uh-huh. former fullback for the New Orleans Saints, actually. One of my yeah. good buddies and okay. classmates in the 04 draft class. We trained together, I mean, his entire career. He was in the league uh, seven years and went um, – Went to from the Saints to the Rams. Now he's actually he's actually the Edmund Nelson of their of the L.A. Rams. Oh really? He's a uniform guy. Yeah. Okay. So Mike's a good dude, and uh, so yeah, he had an IR sauna. So I've always loved the dry. I think that's also why I live in Arizona because mm-hmm. <clears throat> I like the dry heat. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, that that's the best one. I mean, it's the just, thing about it's it, easy. Oh, I'm sorry, Max. Finish up, please. No, it's easy, and also it allows your body to kind of melt internally, that fat, because that's where it is. So it's like a little <laughs> thermogenic action, and we could all lose a couple of LBs, especially around the waist region. Oh, yeah, yes. You know, uh, I will say this, too. When I was down there in Arizona, I noticed that my body didn't hurt as much. 
You know what I mean? It's yes. kind of like it was it was interesting because all those aches and pains, especially when you you know you get around the cold when in north stuff like that. You go down there, and is it the dry heat or something? It doesn't it doesn't hurt you. I don't know. My joints just felt better. That's what I believe, and I'm going to continue to believe this as I live out here. So I'm going <laughs> to say yes, D, all of the above. It's my story, <laughs> and I'm sticking to it. That's it. Absolutely no. But you know what I am sticking to? I'm sticking to this list for our midseason awards right, show. Let's go. And, and the next one is offensive MVP. This is a hotly contested category because yep, there's yep. a lot of names in here that we could throw out there some we've seen some we have not seen where do you, where, where are you leaning wolf when you think about an offensive mvp of the league offensive mvp right now especially from people who've seen it, I, i'm kind of on the jalen hurts bandwagon you know there it is i think uh, yeah. when you he's completing almost 70 percent of his throws 12 tds two ints 108 but he's he's you going into the season you know the Everything was kind of predicated on how is our quarterback going to play. And this guy's come through just famously for the Eagles. Uh, you know, I mean, they've just done so very well. And right now, he's just a leading candidate in my mind. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I think he has a very good chance, of course. Um, you know, how he plays the rest of this year is going to be predicated on that. But he has the eyes and ears of – the entire NFL world because, like you said, the only undefeated team still, and they've been the undefeated, only undefeated for the last couple weeks, um, and he, they're holding the mantle very well. So I, I, will, I would agree with you that Jalen Hurst is definitely – I give him top three in my book. Another name I want to throw out there is a guy who, you know, let's just face it. I mean, he, he torched us personally. Um a guy by the name of Josh Allen. Now, I know he has the elbow, the UCL right. sprain, but he's also doing something with the squad that is that is very good in Buffalo. They took they 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 cleanse the uh the bugaboo of last year beating the Chiefs in Chiefland this year. Right, right. Um so you've seen growth there, but Josh Allen's one that you know, we argue who means the most to their team. He's right up there as he's the most important piece to their offense, uh no doubt. No doubt in my mind, yeah. I just – look, I, I think the world of Josh Allen, I just – when I think about that elbow injury, um, here's the thing that amazed me. Do you realize after that dude uh, Huff hit his arm, all right? Now, if you remember, that looked a lot like Drew Brees' injury when he was in uh, out in San Diego before he went to New Orleans, right? I think it was before yeah. he went to New Orleans. And he, mm -hmm. it's like an Udi Gurami, like I was talking about before. You know, it's like an arm lock, a figure four arm lock. You get your hand hit and your elbow comes forward and you get that ulnar, ulnar lateral uh, ligament, whatever, collateral there ligament. There we go. Good, ulnar collateral ligament. There we go. UCL. I'm, I'm yeah, all over there it. it Dr. Wolf, I'm on the job, baby. So, get it. <laughs> so, you know, I, I look at that and I'm thinking, there's no way he's he didn't get injured. He's holding his elbow out there. A few plays later, he came back. He threw a ball 70 yards down the field with that very same elbow and UCL. You know, or ulnar lateral. Once again, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stay there we stop. go. There we yeah, go. Yeah, leave it alone. Just leave, just leave, leave it alone. Leave <laughs> we it got, alone. We nailed it once. Don't worry about relaying it on it twice. But it was yeah. amazing to me, Max, because you know, you know, he hurt his arm. 
and he still threw that ball trying to score 70 yards down the field. That was amazing to me. Oh, no, absolutely. And then also, he, he had 86 yards on the ground and two rushing touchdowns yeah. last week. I mean, oh, yeah. so to do it with that elbow and still be effective with your legs as well. And on the season, let's just put it out there, 2,400 yards passing this season. 19 right. tutties and uh, eight interceptions. He has a 99.2 quarterback rating, just a smidge below 100 and on 191 completions to 298 attempts. So... When you look at that, that's impressive. And then rushing, he leads his team in rushing as well, Wolf. Oh, yeah. 62 rushes, 392 yards, 6.3 average. And on top of those two, he has another two. So that's four touchdowns is my calculations on the season. So Josh Allen is definitely proving to be a one-man wrecking crew up there with his his group. Um, I I think he's another phenomenal pick. Another pick I'm going to throw out at you, Wolf. Throw it out there, brother. And this is one I think is more is, is a tougher one. It's more polar, I think, because we kind of now expect it. He's a victim of circumstance <laughs> and victim of his early greatness. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, we don't we don't talk about it as much because we kind of expect it from him. But once again, he's on another tear this year. And I know we don't see as much Kansas City Chiefs and that division has fallen by the wayside immediately to where it's now just L.A. and K.C. competing for the AFC West, whereas we thought that was going to be appointment television watching across the country right. for what was going into that division with Russell Wilson, Devontae Adams, Chandler Jones, and all the other known associates who went into the AFC West. Uh, we thought that was going to be a very tough division. It's proven to be less than ideal. But Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes says, new season, no problem. And he is leading the league in passing yards, touchdown passes. Uh, he his quarterback rating is at one hundred three point six, twenty one to six touchdown to interception ratio, two hundred nineteen out of three hundred thirty one attempts. Mm. Um, and the Chiefs are just doing what the Chiefs do, and they're also leading the league in scoring. They average thirty point four points a game. You know, it, it's interesting to me. It's like if, if you're starting a team. Who do you take, Pat Mahomes or Josh Allen? Pat Mahomes. Yeah. I'm taking Pat. I'm taking him. Yeah. He just he, – he can do it. He can do it. The kid's been – since he started, the kid's been electric, and he has not slowed down, and his pieces have changed around him, and he still cannot have a problem. I mean, it's just – it's amazing to me. The kid never cracks under pressure. Um, he just continually does what he does – and he makes those around him better. So, I mean, yeah, if I'm starting a team and it's between mm. Lamar Jackson – I'm sorry, not Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes, I'm picking Pat Mahomes. Okay, how about, how about uh, – well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm torn. You know, part of the problem is, you know, the Buff Bills are, you know, uh, a team I'm always fond of. You know, I bleed black and gold. Well, you know, let, let's yes. get it out there. But, you know, because but you I grew, grew up, up right behind the stadium. I did, in the shadow <laughs> of that stadium, you know. So when you see a guy like Josh Allen, you, you, you tend to root for him, you know, coming from where he came from, and, you know, the junior college to big college and all that other stuff. Uh, he's 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 a, transfor- a transformational type player. But I, I got to agree with you. I think, I think Mahomes is a step ahead. Now, would you put Lamar Jackson in that same class? Yeah, I would have to. I mean, you think yeah. about the the physical capabilities of Lamar Jackson. He's another guy in there that 
makes for very interesting discussions about who's better at what. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and, and Lamar Jackson is instant offense. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you are if you can't run the ball, he can run the ball. If you need passing, he can get you passing, and he, ha- and he has a rocket arm. So, it's like, it's like you know, Pick, pick your pick your poison one a one b or one c they're all still ones though right um at the end of the and they're day, all and still think, poison <laughs> yeah and they are still poisonous if you're an offensive coordinator well, that's mean, right if you don't have the anecdote yeah, yeah. oh yeah sorry yeah, yeah. No, i got I don't crossed wanna, up I, no no you're good because listen i don't want to see any of them uh against me yeah put it that way yeah, <laughs> yeah all three of them Very scare true. me equally and they all have different have different skill sets that still am- amount to success. So, I think I think we've uh, we've come full circle on that. Oh, you know, I forgot. I'm sorry. Forgot about the NFL receptions and yardage leader in the NFL. A guy we saw on Sunday Night Football, Tyreek Hill. Wow. Yes. As well, historic pace for Tyreek Hill. Um, he has over 1,100 yards. Wolf, think about that. Over 1,100 yards in nine games. That's unbelievable. And he's had three different quarterbacks, Wolf. Man, that's amazing. I mean, you think about it. Seventy-six receptions. That, that's that's. I, I mean, I'm I'm blown away by it. You know, fourteen and a half per reception, seventy-six receptions on the year. The only thing I think that will hold Tyreek Hill back from this conversation: touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Touchdowns, because he only has three so far throughout this year. I could. Um, I know, I know, I know. Eleven hundred yards, yeah. three TDs. Figure. Yeah, he controls from twenty to twenty. He's yeah. a guy that can instantly erase a lead and erase a, a deficit. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. he's the guy that just chews up yardage, but he has not hit the end zone. Um, you know, that's that's something that even when, but with two of there, maybe there'll be more opportunities. You know, but he has to score from tw- from the twenty. And further back, because I feel like once they get into the red zone, then you see more Jaseki, um, you see more Raheem Mostert, right? You well, see more of the running game kick in. And his windows are so small down there. You know, what I mean, he's not the tallest yeah. guy, so his, you know, with the crammed back end of the end zone and the ability for uh, zone coverages to eat up more space, um, that you know, it, he it it kind of negates his great speed. There's only so far you go. It's not like in Canada where you could throw a go route to him on the one yard line. You know. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> the end zone's that deep. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but you're, you're, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think that's the toughest thing. And you know, he's also the first player in NFL history to have that many yards uh, in the Super Bowl era in the first nine games of the season. Wow. Like that's the most ever. So. He has that in his pocket right now. So if he continues, I mean, he could be on a historic, even more historic pace by season's end at the rate that he's going because that would ultimately put him at over 2,200 receiving yards, which would be crazy um, to see that. All right, so that's our offensive MVPs and then the race. Uh, Who's your final say? Who's your guy? Are you you going with Josh Allen? Why don't we wait and bring uh, come back? We'll we'll bring it back after this. Oh, gosh. We did talk that long about offense. And yeah. We still have two other awards, three other awards to go through. All right, fine. We're going to we're going to the sidelines here. We're going to regroup. We're going to talk about it on a quick timeout, time and then we'll be back on the field and in the locker room here on SNR and ESPN Radio. 
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Max, you started this whole conversation coming along about, you know, mid, mid-season offensive MVPs, rookie MVPs, offensively, defensively, and so forth. Now, we've spent a lot of time talking. Pat Mahomes is, is a guy that just, it's hard to, to, to vote against him. I don't know how you do that. But I do know the defensive player there, you got a little more people involved. Who are you going with? You know, uh, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Pat Mahomes. I I, I gotta go with Pat. Well, we gotta go defensive player of the year though. Didn't oh, we? oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, we we didn't we didn't give our answer though. We listed who the candidates were, but we didn't pick the offensive MVP. Oh, okay. All right. I, yeah. You know what? I'm 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 locked in with Pat Mahomes with you. Uh, you know. Okay. I mean, he's yeah, he's just I, I really think. difficult. I I understand Tyreek Hill maybe. But it's it's so hard to we don't what it's the chicken or egg thing you know what what comes first yeah you know? exactly yeah no I, I completely agree all right defensive MVPs all right who who comes to mind first off your head well first of all yeah I'm gonna be a real yinzer T J Watt comes back and against the Saints and he just tears up the league for the next nine, nine weeks and he walks away with defensive player of the year again. <laughs> How would that there we be? Go. I, I love it. I lo- <laughs> listen, listen. If that if that happens, you know what that means. What's that? The Steelers are winning football games. Oh yeah, as well. <laughs> exactly. If he makes up the stats for missing eight weeks, then that would be tremendous. And I would definitely, I would hand deliver that to him. I wouldn't even have him show up to NFL honors. Like, hey, listen, guys, y'all, y'all got to bring the camera wherever he's at. An ice bath in Minnesota or something that he cut out of a frozen lake that he's rejuvenating himself like Wolverine or something. I don't know. Uh, I would totally do that uh, for him. But in the absence, the other, yes, in the absence of that happening. And as it stands right now at mid season, right? I think Micah Parsons is the guy. Everybody has him. He is the odds on favorite. And I have to say, listen, he is a menacing individual. He is, he, he is Baba Yaga, right? He's the boogeyman. Um, when it comes to what teams have to do to combat him alone. And that's before you even get to, like, Demarcus Lawrence, Leighton Vander Esch. Um, they just brought in Jonathan Hankins. I mean, right. you've got a lot of other pieces to work through, and you still have to know where he is first and foremost. He allows for the guys on the back end to have a little bit more freedom and play more aggressively because of the pressure he applies. He's got eight sacks on the season. That's good for number two in the league right now. Right. Um, tied with Miles Garrett um, for that one. Um, I, I, I can't disagree with it. He, he is one of those where, you know, that's one of those where, you know, you got a little extra sleep at night if you're an offensive tackle. Yes. Make sure, make yes. sure you stretch every day for 20 minutes, <laughs> um, pre and post practice. Watch as much film as you can. And, uh, and definitely 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 have an iron diet. I mean, stay in the weight room that way. Exactly. He's, you know who he's going to pressure? Micah reminds me of Derek Thomas, the phenomenal KC Chief pass rusher, outside oh, linebacker. Yeah. Derek I Thomas. Like I played against Derek. Derek. Derek was a nightmare. I mean, he would just he he would give you nightmares. I remember he was the one. He got six sacks off of somebody up in Seattle. I can't remember who it was yeah. in one game. I mean, think about that. What are you going to do? How do you? What do you do going into the meeting room? You've given up six sacks 
to a guy. I mean, it's it's like don't why why bother stopping? Just get your bag and just move on down the road. Exactly. You 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 say you know what? I'm gonna go sell insurance or I'm gonna join a <laughs> private management wealth group or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like those private management wealth groups. Yeah, yeah you know, I mean, uh, I, yeah, I I don't know if I could do that. Or you go sell medical devices. I don't know. There you, you, you change go. Careers. Yes. After that performance, because nobody is going to look at you the same after you've given up that. And I'm sure he's probably still dreaming about Derek Thomas sacking the quarterback. Um, to this day, oh, uh, but not dreaming, yeah, nightmaring, nightmare, nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger style. Yes. Um, another guy on this list, Matthew Judon, who is the NFL sack leader. Get this, Wolf, eleven and a half sacks through nine weeks. Had Ooh. three last week in their victory. Um, so Matthew Judon being another one, a guy we saw, um, not as impressive as Micah Parsons. I mean, the numbers are impressive. But the way he does it, it's not as explosive, it's not as violent, and it's not as as uh, as magnified as when Micah Parsons is on the field. But stats and numbers don't lie. Matthew True. Judon is the sack leader right now in the league. So, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. That's, that's the only two I got on my well, list. I don't know. Is there somebody else you got on the list for defense? Can't say that I do. I thought Micah – look, Micah's recorded 39 pressures, 22 hurries. You know, I mean, this guy's got a win rate of about 24%. That's that's pretty that's impressive. Scary. Yeah, that's... One out of four, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's a very scary proposition. You know what? That's where you come up and you tell the line coach, look, I want the tight end next to me. I want the running back to chip. I want the wall coming to the left. And I'm going to take the ball boy, put him in my back pocket, and throw him at him. <laughs> Listen, yeah. and, 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 hey, and I need a wing back. Yeah, and I need a wing back <laughs> off the edge. I'm just exactly, saying. exactly. Let's just go triple option rules against. <laughs> and you know what? You know what else? Don't pass. We're just going to run the entire That's day. It. We're going to run the football have, uh, the entire time. <laughs> have you ever done that? We did that once in college. We ran uh, out of fifty-nine plays that we ran, fifty-eight were called runs, and we had an option run. And one, I think we're playing Maryland, but I could be wrong. But we had there was an option to throw a pass. We had a we had a young rookie or yeah, a young freshman quarterback who uh, hadn't played at all, and uh, you know it was hurt and everything. So anyhow, we just had to run the ball all day just to kill the clock. But anyhow, yeah. regardless, uh, that was a long day. I will tell you. Yeah, no, no fun at all, Wolf. But uh, you know what? Sadly, we did not get to it. I think we both agreed that uh, Micah Parsons is probably going to get that uh, yes. defensive MVP award as it stands right now. Um, we've run out of time for NFL MVP. I think Jalen Hurts might be the favorite in that category if Patrick Mahomes wins the offensive MVP. It's probably Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen for the overall NFL Save it MVP. For, for tomorrow morning. There we go. Yeah. Well, well I, want, I want to save it for Kevin O'Connell and my head coaching picks. I have him. Ooh. I have a couple of guys on there I want to discuss further for the head coach of the year and the job that they've done so far in the league. And we're also got to break down the Saints. Get us ready for Sunday. Got to have breakdown for Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. So <laughs> I want to let all of our fans know thank you for listening to the locker room. Remember, if you miss any of our show, you can go on the Steelers mobile app or the IR radio app and download full episodes of our shows, as well as our full lineup of SNR shows, whether it be the Blitz, the Standard, Godfather released another podcast today, twice a week. There's a two-time drops. We got the Steelers Week in Review with Wesley, Johnny Viper Euler over there in the uh, engineering booth. He has 
his own podcast review um, as well. And then, of course, Bob Labriola and Coach Tomlin on the Mike Tomlin Game Day podcast as well, which releases every Sunday. We love you guys. Have a great Thursday, and we'll be back here tomorrow in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on SNR and ESPN Radio. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.